Unplaced, Chapter 5. Miss Q. Every time that I think this can't get any weirder or more confusing, it does. It's like puberty, except without having to figure out bras. <sighs> okay, let's recap. A month or two ago, I woke up to find out that nobody could see, hear, or feel me. There's some kind of distortion field that just completely masks me and everything I do. Wackiness ensues, including finding out I can't reach out to anyone I know, and everyone I know seems to have forgotten entirely about me, including Facebook somehow. I'm living out of hotels while trying to figure out what's going on. Free house cleaning is pretty much the biggest upside to this whole mess. A few weeks ago, I saw a horrifying giant leech thing eating a guy's brain? I'm not entirely sure what it was doing, but with the great luck that I have, the giant leash can see me when my own damn mother can't. I tried to figure out more about what the hell that thing was. During my little mini stakeout, I saw another one, followed the host lady into a psychic shop, where the seemingly stammer psychic gave the lady with the freeloading brain gobbler a necklace that hurt it somehow? Turns out that the stammer might not have been as full of it as I thought, because she did somehow sense me. She couldn't see or hear me, but she still knew I was there, and proceeded to get real cranky about it. So I headed out to find her customer and learn more about why this necklace was hurting the leech. But I couldn't find the woman again, and when I went back to the shop, the psychic was gone, the shop was closed, and here we are. Anyways, I tried to find the psychic, and I can't. She seems to be just in the wind. I've been all over the city and haven't seen her. I even went to some of the other psychics to see if I could get a repeat experience, but no such luck. Nobody else can tell I'm there. I have seen more of the leeches though, and I did notice something while I was trying to find the psychic. You know those symbols you see painted on buildings and signs sometimes, or even scratched into the paint on the walls? The ones that supposedly mean safe to sleep here or whatever? I've been seeing more of them or something like them. They were everywhere when I was looking for the mystery psychic. It's weird, actually, because they look really old, but they aren't. There's an alley between a convenience store and a nail salon that I walked down a few days ago, but when I went back yesterday, there were new marks. One of them was at least two feet by three feet. There was no way I could have missed it before. The problem is, this thing was aged. It had been painted on, but Bits of brick were showing through the paint by now, and there was dirt and lichen over some of it. I guess I can add that to the list of things I have no earthly clue about, which is several items long at this point. I'm not sure if it should also go through the evidence pile for I'm hallucinating all of this. During all of this wandering around, I also hit up the library to see if I could learn more about the hematite and why it affected the leech. There wasn't a whole lot of useful information. Hematite is iron ore, it leaves blood-red streaks when scratched on slate, and it was used for pigment because of that. It's magnetic. But then I was like, wait a minute, I'm in the geology section, which makes sense for learning about stones, but I'm also dealing with some truly unexplainable phenomenon here. And so far, the only person who I've seen who can actually deal with these things in any way is a self-proclaimed psychic. So I went over to the section of the library that deals with ESP and UFOs and other useless three-letter acronyms. 
I spent the next hour learning everything there is to know about Russian experiments during the Cold War and indigo children, but fuck all about why hematite would bother invisible brain leeches. All in all, the library was kind of a bust. I don't know what I was hoping to find, but I definitely thought it would be more useful than that. The hematite did hurt the leech though, even if it was only injured, and that was a small necklace. I'm wondering what would happen if there was more of the hematite. You know how you can cut butter with a thread or with wire? Or cake. <laughs> My grandma always used to do that to make sure the lines were straight. No imperfect pieces. That's kind of what it looked like when the woman put the necklace on. There was this thin little slice through the leech and it recoiled. I don't know if it was enough to cause permanent damage since I lost her and couldn't keep watching, but it definitely did some kind of damage. I bet if you had a lot more hermitite, it would do a lot more damage. Given that semi-reasonable conclusion, after I left the library, I hit up one of those new AG stone shops and grabbed a few strings of hematite. It took a little fiddling and some wires, but I now have sort of a hematite half glove? Okay, so my hand is covered in strings of hematite bead, except for the fingers, and they're all held in place with a few tiny wires tying them to hematite rings that I have on each finger. Basically, it's like brass knuckles and a fingerless glove had a mutated magnetic baby. It's not the most comfortable thing in the world, but we'll see if it gets the job done. Which, of course, brings us to the fact that all of the storytelling is meant to help me get the courage up to test it. I just, now that you're all up to speed, I can't put it off anymore. Ugh. I'll head out to my reliable old hunting grounds, by which I mean the most crowded sidewalk I can find, and I'll let you know when I'm there. Okay, here we are. It's really busy. I caught the lunch rush. I'm standing on some stairs to get a good view of all the people walking by. Hopefully it won't be too long before I find someone. Ah, yep, I think this might actually be the guy I saw with that first leech encounter. James and the giant leech over here. I can't believe it took me that long to make that joke. Anyways, I've got some headphones in and I'm gonna stick you in my pocket, but keep recording. Evidence for posterity and all that. I'm coming up behind him. Do I... should I try to grab it or punch it first? Punch it first, right? My whole goal is to do damage. For listening to Unplaced. If you're liking it so far, we'd appreciate it if you rated and reviewed iTunes or in your podcatcher of choice, or just told a friend about it. You can find us around the web at Unplaced Podcast on Tumblr, Twitter, and Instagram, or at unplacedpodcast.com. If you want to get behind the scenes content and sneak peeks on Unplaced and other projects, you can do that at patreon.com slash shellshock studios. Link in description. It's shell like Michelle, not like with an S. The narrator is Cole Burkhart. You can find them on Twitter at King Cole Miner or on their actual play podcast, Blue Dawn. They also have a coffee page at ko-fi.com slash King Cole, where you can support them. 
The writer and creator is me, Michelle Nicolais. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Shellshock and find a rundown of my other projects at michellenicolaisen.com. There is a link to that in the description because I know how it is spelling my last name. The audio editing, sound design, and music is by Brendan Hutchins from Podcast Advocate. You can find him on Twitter at Podcast Advocate or at podcastadvocate.network. The soundtrack for Unplaced will be available when the last episode drops for Pay What You Can on Bandcamp, so stay tuned for that. Also, Brendan and I will be at PodCon on December 9th and 10th, so if you see us, say hi. I'll be on the From Fan to Creator panel, which is at 2.30 on the 9th, and there's an unofficial audio drama fan and creator meetup at 4.30 on Saturday, which we'll both be at. The next episode drops December 8th. We'll see you soon, and thanks again for listening. I need more coffee.